the podcast from First Lutheran Church in Columbia Heights, Minnesota. During the season of Lent, we are reading through the entire Gospel of Luke. Each day, you will hear a portion of the Gospel, followed by a brief meditation and a prayer. Subscribe to receive this podcast daily. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to First Lutheran's Lenten Podcast. We are reading the entire book of Luke together. I'm Michelle Edwards, a member of the congregation, and today I am reading from the first chapter of Luke, verses 26 to 56. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months, and then she returned home. What an amazing story. What always sticks with me from this passage is Mary herself. 
Now, Mary gets mentioned quite a lot in the Gospels, but we really don't get a lot of information about her. We don't know what she looked like, tall or short, dark hair or light, her eye color. We don't know if she laughed a lot or if she was a chatterbox or if she had a lot of friends, but we can figure out some things. Mary wasn't married. This means she was probably fairly young at the time this story takes place, maybe even a teenager. She lived in a small town. Chances are she hadn't traveled much. She probably wasn't highly educated. She most likely hadn't experienced a lot in life yet. So this young, inexperienced girl was going about her life, probably doing things she'd done a thousand times before. And an angel comes to visit. He calls her favored and said God himself is with her. Now, it says in the passage that Mary was greatly troubled, but it doesn't say she panicked. It doesn't say she didn't believe this was an angel, or that she didn't believe his words. No, Mary was made of sterner stuff than that. The angel tells her his news, that she's going to give birth to the Son of God, that, she'll, that he will take David's throne, he will rule forever. Amazing claims. And Mary has one simple question. How? She doesn't say, no way, or impossible. She doesn't scorn or deny. She holds up and asks her question. And the angel answers her, tells her how this miracle will come to be, with more incredible, amazing details. And he fills her in on another miracle. Her elderly relative, Elizabeth, is also pregnant, after a lifetime of not being able to have a child. How does Mary respond to all of this? I am the Lord's servant, she says. May it all happen. Calm, accepting. And the angel left. Mary must have been aware of the potential problems. What would Joseph, her fiancé, do? What would their families say? What would the people in town say? How could she take care of a baby that was the Son of God? What would happen to her? How could she do this? Luke tells us she hurried to visit her relative Elizabeth. Here was an older woman, surely wiser, someone she could go to for support. She gets to Elizabeth's home, and that miraculous greeting there may have helped confirm that this was all real and from God. Mary's response to Elizabeth is called the Magnificat. It's a song of praise for God. In it is a beautiful expression of Mary's acceptance of whatever God chooses to send her way and an outpouring of praise for God and all He has done for His people. This Mary, this young, inexperienced girl, had a spine of steel. She shows us so clearly how to respond to God with trust that He has our best interest in mind always, to trust that He will work out the details, to trust that He will keep His promises. Mary shows us a humble heart ready to do what God calls her to do. I like to think about Mary when life seems to be going crazy around me, when I can't clearly see how my circumstances are serving God's purpose. I try to be accepting, like Mary, that God is in control, and it's not my job to know the whole plan, but just to do what He calls me to do. I focus on His goodness, His love for His children, and His faithfulness. We might not know a lot about Mary, but we know enough. We know she had a servant heart and a trust in God. She's a good example to follow. Let's pray. Father in heaven, help us to have a servant heart, to be ready for your call and willing to accept whatever you bring into our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.